Hi there, this is Brian from the No Name Nerd Podcast, coming to you from the headquarters of where all nerds belong at the site of the best freaking community of nerds on the internet. My goal in this podcast is to provide meaningful and substantively useful information that will help nerds who are trying to grow their online presence and pursue personal fulfillment through their passion for nerd and geek activities. I'm here to help nerd culture grow and to help you nerds make the world a little more nerdy, and I believe better as a result. Uh, so first, thanks for coming on here to talk. Uh, Big Boy mm-hmm. Joe is a brand ambassador and admin on the private Facebook group and admin on the Discord server and the unofficial public relations guru for all of our online communities. And actually, in fairness, I believe giving credit where credit is due because he has done a lot to teach me about managing growing online communities and has played a really critical role in helping the No Name Nerd community continue to be the safe, welcoming, and positive place that it is today. And I I have distinct memories of some of the, the chaos that was taking place this summer during the uh, <laughs> the rapid growth period that, that uh, I, I don't quite know what happened. It was wonderful, but frightening, and I certainly couldn't have managed it without you, and, and you really have taught me a lot. So I'm really happy to have you on the podcast and be able to talk to you. <laughs> so well, uh, thanks for having me. Yeah. So maybe if you just start out and uh, talk a little about yourself and maybe how you got into streaming and content creation and just a little background. All right. What's up? Um, I'm Joe, also known as Big Bite Joe uh, around here. Um, so I got into creating content kind of in a weird, just ass backwards kind of way. Um, so... About five, six years ago, um, I was, still am, just this diehard uh, fan of this content creation network known as Rooster Teeth, and I got involved uh, doing PR with their, um, like, some, like, fan zine that was out there. Well, that just kind of snowballed. Uh, It was called Big Bite Magazine, and it just kind of snowballed into, we just started taking on all these other projects, um, and... We, we just, we couldn't say no. So all of a sudden, you know, we've got, uh, we've got a website, we've got a YouTube channel. Uh, we're actually doing work with Rooster Teeth. Um, and I just end up taking on more and more projects till eventually I end up running Big Bite. Um, it's evolved a lot over the years. Uh, these days we mostly do uh, like uh, Let's Plays and edited videos on our YouTube channel. Um, and we, we stream every once in a while. We're not like your typical streamer. Um, but, uh, yeah, we've got a whole team behind, uh, behind Big Bite. It's not just me. Um, and we just do a lot of like, you know, like I said, let's play videos, uh, go for a little bit of crass comedy while we're at it. But, uh, you know, it's, it's been a weird journey to, doing something like this. I always thought I would want to do something like this, but I, I never really set out to do it. And now I'm doing it. You know, it's, it, it is an interesting question. Cause I think you're, uh, you do your journey does sound a little bit different maybe than some of the other people I've talked to in terms of stumbling into it as opposed to, you know, starting out day one and being like all fired up about it. And I got to imagine having a team to work with kind of makes a big difference and provides oh, yeah. a different motivating factor. 
Oh, 100%. Um, and it's it's always weird for me when, on like the rare occasions where I just end up streaming by myself or something like that. Because it, it's such a different animal when you have a team to play off of. Um, you know, you, you develop some banter and stuff, and uh, it's just, it's a whole different animal than just sitting there just talking to chat. So Yeah, yeah and I feel like that's something a lot of people struggle with. And, you know, I, I just have, well, I've seen the streams where people are just streaming and not saying anything and struggling with things <laughs> to say. And I mean, and in fairness, other than people like me, apparently, <laughs> who else likes to just talk to themselves? So. <laughs> right. No, I, uh, it's, it's been a learning experience for me. One of the best tips I've ever heard on that, um, and, and this is kind of the advice that I, I live by, especially if chat's quiet. Because that that's the worst when you're when you're in just like a random pop up stream, you know nobody's really there. You've got maybe one or two lurkers. Is well, it's it's hard to entertain. It's hard to make content. You you're just kind of just sitting there. So what I've started doing is I just treat chat like you know like some uh, just silent character like like chat is their name and they are a character and i will talk at them until somebody talks to me no that's uh, fair it, and, and, actually, you know, and it, it works for me may, may not I mean, work for everyone but it works for me i feel like as a viewer when i pop into especially a, a smaller streamer's chat if i i get some acknowledgement i find that you know personally gratifying and and to me that that's the that that's where streaming to me is a little different maybe than youtube and i know you do, do a lot of youtube uh mm -hmm. Because it is live and dynamic, and there is the opportunity for that communication, even if some people are just lurking or hanging out. That even having the opportunity to communicate with whoever's you know run the stream, I think creates a different experience. Oh yeah, hundred percent. So it, I I don't know if it's something you want to talk about or not, but I know that you'd mentioned uh, to me once that Big Bites doing a little rebranding or doing some some revisioning, maybe. Um, you know, Big Bite evolves, and you know we haven't really publicly announced some of this stuff, but uh, eh, whatever. Uh, <laughs> that, well, that's uh, why if you don't want to talk about it, it's all cool. I, no, I it's it's fine. It. Uh, uh, but uh, yeah. So basically, we are are uh, kind of just getting more towards the gaming aspect. Um, you know, the let's plays, the videos and kind of distancing ourselves from some of the written content that we've done in the past, just because, uh, the interest isn't there anymore. So we're kind of adapted. We're rolling with it. And that's one thing that I think it's very, um, important as you go on, you know, we've been around for five, almost six years now. Um, and you can't just expect to come in every day and do the same thing for six years. Um, that that's not how it works online. So you you have to adapt. You have to roll with the punches. So you know we're going. We're leaning more into the streaming and the the just the video production. So we're kind of tweaking our brand identity to go with that. And we'll always be Big Bite Media. Um, but we are um, in the process of kind of re envisioning our digital footprint so uh, it's about all i can say on that right now um there's still a couple of details that aren't hammered in you know i've still got a couple meetings i've got to have with my people but that's that's about where i can leave you with that um you know, we're just going to be uh re-envisioning our branding and uh we'll be uh 
be a fun little refresh moving forward. Well, to to me, of course, I've got a uh, personal interest in issues of branding relative to the no name. <laughs> you've, you've probably heard about as much about it uh, as anybody, except for maybe my wife. And I certainly the no name nerd state started out in general is something very similar, but especially the first year before anybody really knew what, that it existed, truthfully, it, uh, it went through several iterations. And I think that there there is this important, as people think about their personal brand, right, that they're putting online, I, I think it's important that they are adaptable, like you're saying, to changing circumstances, to changing interests, to, to on some level where the tides uh, or the wind is blowing, I guess. But at the same time, like trying to remain true to the the core of the brand or, you know, the personal oh, interest yeah. of the people involved that I think sometimes it's kind of a balancing act doing the two of those. Because, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. You no, can't... Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. No, see, I'm going to keep talking. That's the problem. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I got to like stop myself. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, one of the things that that. Uh, that we, you know, you, you brought out the whole thing. You have to adapt with the circumstances. Um, the circumstances of how we record content have changed drastically um, throughout the course of the pandemic. You know, we're used to just everybody goes over to somebody's house, or you know, eventually we we ended up uh, building out some studio space. You know, hey, everyone goes to the studio. Um, you will know, we'll have you know, kind of our brand has always been couch multiplayer, couch co-op kind of stuff that's what we do yeah you know it's all about that interplay in the same room we can't do that right now um it's been almost a year since we've been in studio together um that's honestly that's how we got you know really got into streaming we used to only stream our charity streams but uh now that's like all we can do even our recording you know we'll do streaming recording sessions um so how many of you are usually on like a if you guys are recording like when you were in the studio in the pre-covid world like how many of you were would usually be like talking? Um you know it it depended on the scenario um you know on what on the game or whatever it would be anywhere usually from 4 to 8 people. Sometimes for our big charity streams we'd have upwards of 10 people in the studio. Wow. Which let me tell you that is fun for mixing live audio. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> yeah that that requires a different level of technological just management fortunately audio is one of the few things in the in the tech world that i know just ice cold i've been mixing audio in different scenarios for 20 years i've got all the kit you oh, know wow. all the equipment so fortunately that's something i can do but it's hard to do that and host <laughs> yeah no, that's fair that's fair that's fun i i i thought your uh description of the shift relative to COVID is an interesting one because I feel like that's part of the, uh, well, it's, it's certainly something that everybody has had to do, but I've been a little bit fascinated by how some people have been better prepared than others. And that's where I think people who have, you know, like you're talking about, like your, your audio um, skills or who, who are streaming or who were engaged in, you know, some kind of online presence prior to COVID you know, suddenly having to deal with everybody through a computer was not as much of a transition. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, it's it's definitely nice to f- realize that you can bring some of your otherwise somewhat seemingly, uh, how should I put this, uh, unrelated skills to the table. You know, it's, yeah. You just kind of have to find what you're good at and adapt it. Well, you know, the... Uh... 
my my world has been a lot of like online meetings and uh it, i'm sure you've seen the same thing there are some people who are bad at it and there's some people who figured it out and they're good at it mm -hmm. and and you know it's it's like initially there were was this need to learn interpersonal skills in meetings and now i think there's this sort of baseline need and i think it's going to carry forward for a while this baseline need to like know the technology to run an online meeting in the same way that maybe like before people you know, had to take classes on PowerPoint. Now it's just kind of an ex expectation on some level that you can do a certain PowerPoint. Uh, right. I feel like streaming's turning into the next thing that direction, I feel like. Mm hmm Yeah. I mean, it's it's funny watching other people. So so last night, um, uh, to, to kind of date this podcast, last, last night was New Year's Eve, and uh, a bunch of uh, friends of ours got together in this, I don't even know the name of the software. Some like, what is it called, honey? Gather. Gather. It's this weird software called Gather, where okay. you can like, it's like, how do I explain? It's like The Sims meets like a, uh, like a Google Meet or whatever Skype or whatever your you know you kids use these days. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so you can just like meet up in different groups. Um. Hold on. What's up? Pat described it as Among Us meets Zoom. Oh, yeah. Among <laughs> Us meets really? Zoom. That, that's my wife, by the way. Um, anyway, so, yeah, you just can, you know, move around and, like, group up and talk in little clusters, but it's like a Zoom call. Um, wow. And it was funny because you could tell who had to deal with this kind of technology and who had no idea what they were doing. And it was so much fun to watch what, what was it good like i i gotta Honestly, admit it, was the, it was a good time it was a good yeah. time the concept um, we didn't use compelling. any of the features of the software we all just kind of hung out at the same table so it okay, really okay. we, we could have done this in zoom but uh, it was cool it was a cool concept cool software um, oh yeah I'll have, to, I'll have to check that out actually but yeah it was just so funny just watching it, uh some people who clearly didn't know what they were doing yeah, and th and that's the. Uh, I, I was thinking the other day. I was um, watching some of my kids or something. They're they're online learning, and I was thinking like, gosh, you know, I think those teachers would be doing better if they had OBS up. <laughs> like, you know, right? The 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 ability to transition seamlessly to bring people in and out of groups to to present yourself effectively. I mean, I. Mm -hmm. I think we think about it in terms of like entertainment when you're talking about like Twitch or something like that. But I, I think it's becoming more basic communication in a digital era. It really is. You know, it's, it's, it's almost like it feels like the, uh, um, the next evolution of FaceTime is what this feels like to me. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think it's, it's, I, I'm, I mean, I'm certainly looking forward to being, uh, setting behind the COVID era, but I, I am, cautiously optimistic as to you know what what whatever the post-covid era is going to look like at right. the very least i'm curious oh definitely no it'll be interesting to see how this all shakes out i think a lot of this new technology is going to stay in place yeah and, that, and that, that could be a good thing and and again it's the the you know behavioral scientist in me showing but i I think that the the impact on human beings and their relationship to technology to me is the tech, you know, a lot of the technology was in some ways available, you know, 10, 20 years ago, like videos like Skype or whatever. And like, 
but it is so much more pervasive now. And like you're talking about with Gather, it's so much more nuanced in terms of what it can do. And I think that there's still a lot of room for dialogue between the people and technology as like new technologies get developed. And, you know, it's I'm 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 excited. Maybe it's because it's new. Yeah. Like you're saying, we're recording this on uh, New Year's Day. Uh, but uh, I, I'm feeling optimistic today. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, and that, that's after 2020. Let's be optimistic today. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's absolutely fair. Let's look, look, look forward to a light there at the end of the tunnel. And hopefully it's not an oncoming train. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that, that was, gosh, who did I hear that comment from? It was like. Uh, we're finally seeing this is related to vaccines or something. We finally see a light at the end of the tunnel and we've got reason to believe it's not a train. Nice. So, so you have a reputation among uh, community staff, for your ability to mix polite customer service with the enforcement of community rules. I, I was interested in maybe you talking a little about your approach to online community management since we really have benefited a lot from your, uh, um, your skills. You know, one of the things that I've had, you know, a, a huge background in and, uh, God, I'm showing my age here a little bit, but it's about a fit. I've had about a 15 to 20 year career in customer service at this point. Um, it's pretty much everything I've ever done has always been in customer service. Um, and so the big approach that I always take is we want to take running a community as customer service. You know, we want to keep people coming back. We want to keep them engaged. The product is the community. So we want them to enjoy that product. We want them to, you know, want to come back. Um, so as such, kind of, you know, we get into community moderation and, you know, well, how do we deal with our problem children? The goal first is not to just be like, oh, screw you, strike. Screw you, I'm going to kick you out. No, it's not that. It's we want to um, more just educate the user on how to use our community better. So clearly, if there's a problem, if there's a conversation I'm having to have with a community member, they're just not using our community correctly. So we want them to enjoy our community, and we want the community to be able to still enjoy the community with them there. So it's all a matter of teaching them, okay, this these are the expectations. This is how it works. This is where you need to post that kind of post. This is, you know, X, Y, Z. Um, Go ahead and do that next time. Let's work on that next time. Instead of, you know, just taking that just pure punitive approach. We don't want to strike people. Um, honestly, I hate giving out strikes. I will do it. You know, if you're being a problem child, I'll hand out strike like, you know, strikes like candy. But I would much rather you just kind of figure out the program and uh, come hang out. You know, that's that's more fun. Yeah. And, you know, I think that to me, that's a really powerful approach. And really, I, I've always appreciated how it, um, it, I mean, that is to me what the No Name Nerd community is is about, because oh, 100%. it is so easy. And th and this is where, you know, you, you, you helped, uh, helped me out so much this summer that <laughs> I, I had, I, I had a new appreciation this summer for how if you're not managing things carefully, an online community can really slide into a negative place. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. I mean, wow like and when people go negative it's not like a little bit and you know all the all the cliches that out there about people will say stuff online that they won't say face to face it's because they'll say stuff online they won't say face to face and i think oh that, yeah what you do very well is you don't respond in kind 
that that you de-escalate it rather than than letting it go into a dark place, which is just bad for the whole community. Right. You know, I think you have to be polite but firm, and and that's with customer service as well. If you got somebody who's just you know coming in trying to scam you, trying to be a dick, you know, just you just have to stand firm but be kind about it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because if you if if you escalate it, if you stoop to their level, then you have no high ground to stand on. So you 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 have to take that measured, polite approach, but still, you know, have that expectation of hey, we're going to follow the damn rules here. Yeah, um, I- you know one of the, one of the things that I always say, like at the end, like if I have to message somebody about a strike, you know, I'll be like, you know, I'll say, hey, this is what you did. This is why it's a problem. This is your punishment for it. Now, before you post again, I expect you to go read these rules. If you have any questions about them, I'm happy to help you. So, um, you know, I'm being firm with them, but I'm being kind and I'm here to help. Yeah. And and you're creating a real space for dialogue. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not just a take it or leave it. It is, hey, I I want you to understand this. I mean, yeah, I, I got a lot of respect for that. So, so when people are starting out and they're they're getting into either streaming or content creation, um, are there any major mistakes that you see people make that that, or do you have any tips for people who are just starting out, or any suggestions that you'd like to share? <laughs> the tone the tone shift in your voice tells me you know exactly what's coming. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> I asked the same thing at Queen Fizz too, actually. But <laughs> so I, I, I mean, I do want these to be substantively these podcasts to be like have some. I want people to know, like I want right. people to, to hear. So yeah, okay, go so, ahead. The biggest rant I go on just on the regular in the in the group, especially in like the streaming tips or whatever, um, you know, Twitch networking, wherever we're talking about this, is people when they're trying to hit affiliate. Especially in Twitch. I'm not as big of an expert on Facebook. I haven't done that one. But especially on Twitch, people stream too damn much. You know, um, hitting affiliate is a numbers game. And we're nerds. We should have this on lock, right? We got numbers. Yeah. So there's four requirements. I don't have them in front of me. It's been a while since I've done them. So forgive me if I get a number two wrong here. But like, there's four requirements. Some of them are controllable. Some of them take some work. Uh, controllable. You need to stream like seven times during a four a rolling four weeks. It's all in a rolling four weeks. Um, you need you know seven different days. Uh, you need it's I forget the exact number, but it's somewhere around a minimum of ten hours streamed. Yeah. Um, and then you need to have fifty followers. That's not as controllable, but you know you'll get there. Um, and then the fourth one, and this is the one that's always the it looks on paper. It looks like it's the easiest thing on the planet, but it's the hardest. And it's what usually trips people up is you need to have an average of three people streaming or three people watching you stream. Excuse me. You have to have an average of three people watching you stream that entire time. So what that means is you've got to get these three people watching you for that whole shebang. And I get these people like, Man, I'm struggling. Help me out. What can I do? One of the first things I ask them to do is shoot me a screenshot of your dashboard, you know, know, with all these numbers on it. And I'll look at it. I'll see 90 hours streamed, 110 hours streamed, uh, you know, 95 hours streamed. I just look at them like you stream. 
too damn much. So we developed this thing called the rule of threes. It was uh, mostly, I, th I think it was mostly me and Magikarp. I might be getting that wrong. Forgive me, guys, if I got that wrong. But, uh, you know, we were, you know, we kind of developed this rule of threes. And this would be the, the streaming diet I would put you on. You would be, <laughs> I love it. Seriously. You're only allowed when you're chasing affiliate, you're only allowed to stream up to three days a week and three hours at a time. Now that's still probably too many hours, but it's, you know, if you're used to streaming a hundred hours, that's, you know, that's, that's a big reduction. It's a diet. So um, you gotta be realistic. Yeah. Yeah. You're doing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, we're not reinventing the wheel here, but that takes you under 10 hours a week. Now you think about it. If I've got, you know, if I'm going to ask three loyal viewers to watch 10 hours a week, that's reasonable. That's doable. Uh, especially if you can keep a schedule, you know, and they know when to come. If I'm asking three people to watch, you know, let's let's say they're doing for uh, for ease of hours, we're going to back off a you know ease of math. We'll do back off a little bit. Let's say you're streaming 80 hours. That's 20 hours a week that you're expecting these three people to show up. That's a part time job. Yeah. So you just gave these people a part time job, which in reality means you need more people. So that means instead of needing three loyal viewers, you need six, you need nine, you know, upwards of 10 that are actually actively watching your stream every week just to get to that same, you know, milestone where somebody else got three. You know, I mean, it's you're making it three, you know, exponentially harder. So limiting your streaming. Again, that, you know, if you want to use that rule of threes, go right ahead. Um, that will help make that average game so much easier. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. it it reminds me of a um, I I was talking once with a guy who actually did corporate training for uh, a Dow Chemical, but he did the sort of um, CEO CEO level uh, sort of corporate training, and he he talked about the do it versus show it ratio. That if if you were uh, you know, worked in whatever corporation, whatever it, it streaming. It actually, I think, applies to anything that you do, including what you're describing. That if, mm -hmm. if you spend all your time doing something and you don't spend any time promoting it, it's not going to make right. a difference. If you spend all time your time promoting something and you don't have any substance behind it, you're going to fall on your face as well. And so I, I'm kind of hearing you say, which which I agree with completely, that a lot of people spend too much time doing it, not enough time promoting it. And that's well, yeah, and that's that's the other side of it. You know, is you know, if you're used to spending, you know, 100 hours a month, but now you're spending, you know, less than 40 hours a month on streaming, that's great. That means you've got 60 more hours that you can approach another side of the business. You can work on recruiting. You can work on cross-promoting. Uh, cross yeah. You can, you know, just, there's so much other stuff, um, networking. There's other stuff that you can do in the business. Shoot, learning. Yeah. Um, you know, there's, you know, plenty of great, you know, learning resources out there now. Wink, wink. Um, very nice insert obvious plug here um but you know there's so many ways that uh um that you can grow your business without having to be on air and it's yeah. a great opportunity to do that yeah no i i, I think that it, in some ways i think people get sucked into it and I, and I love the idea of the diet and the three uh the rule of three because i i think people just get sucked into it in part because it that's what they love you know and if they love playing oh, yeah. games and they love streaming and they, they just kind of get tied into doing that and that's okay you know on some level like if that's what they love and they want to do that that's fine but if they want to grow 
I think they got to think about it differently. If they yeah. want affiliate, arithmetically, they got to think about stuff differently. Yeah. So l- let me ask you uh, one final question, and then then we'll kind of wrap things up. Um, do you have any goals for 2021? You know, here we are in, in New Year's uh, New Year's Day. Although this won't this won't be released for another week or two. Um, what are you looking forward to doing, or what are you what are you aspiring to do in 2021? You know, after 2020, honestly, Brian, I'm keeping some lower expectations. I just want positives. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, <laughs> let, let's just move forward some way. You know, I'm, I'm a huge believer in always, you know, just you always have to keep moving forward. But um, speaking from a content perspective, I'd like to get back to producing content regularly. Um, this whole pandemic thing has really screwed our schedule a lot. And, you know, with everybody having to do different things, um, you know, it's it's just made getting a regular schedule a lot more difficult. Um, so that's something I'd like to get a little bit closer back to what we used to do uh, with, with that more regular content schedule. Um, but, you know, honestly, I will take any progress. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it is, it, after that dumpster fire, anything good is a good thing. And I'm just going to roll with that. That, that that was one of my my sons made the comment last night when we were talking about New Year's resolutions, and I don't even remember what I said to him. But he goes, "Those aren't resolutions; those are just things that aren't bad." And I was like, "Well, I'm kind of hoping 2021 is just not bad. <laughs> Our expectations are lowered. Yeah. Like, 2021 does not need to be the best year. It just needs to not be a dumpster fire, and it will be better for everyone. Yeah, yeah, it can just be a dumpster. I'm good with that. <laughs> like, yeah." Yeah, that's an improvement. Put out the fire. Exactly. All right, Joe. Well, I really appreciate appreciate you taking the time to uh, talk with me. And of course, uh, I appreciate everything that you do for the No Name Nerd community. Thanks for having me, Brian. All right. Take care. You have a good day. Right. Have a good one, bud. Hey there. I'm excited to be welcoming some of our No Name Nerd community on to give shout outs to their stream. If you're interested in having your stream mentioned on our podcast, just head to anchor.fm slash nerd and make sure to click on the message button and then just record a message that is uh, 30 seconds to a minute. Feel free to plug your stream and maybe you will be selected to appear on the air, just like the recording here. Hey guys, this is Musa Fables. Or Ashley. Uh, I'm a nerd because I've been playing video games my whole entire life. I've also, you know, love horror movies. I read. I write. But video games is my passion. I love to stream them, so I decided to become a streamer. And that's what I want to do for my whole life. Um, you can find me on Twitch on Muse, at Muse of Fables. Um, I stream mostly role-playing games. But I'm trying to venture out into other, like, uh, shooters and everything, even though I suck. But I really hope you guys come check me out. I'm trying to become affiliated, but I just love anything that has to do with video games. I've been playing since I was young, so please come check out my channel. And I love to be, I like to be affiliated with Nerd. Thank you so much. Bye. So remember, if you are a nerd who loves to game, stream, read, watch, play, and are interested in promoting a welcoming and inclusive nerd culture, you belong with us. 
just head to nonamenerd.com and join one of our online communities. If you want to get an in-depth understanding about how to grow the audience of your stream or bolster your followers, head to mynerdschool.com for professional courses for streamers and gamers looking to take their online presence to the next level. This is Brian from the No Name Nerd. Thanks for joining me.